The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Emotionally checked out Tiger Starburns is here, and I'm joined by Mr. Moral Victory from St. Kilda Cookson. It's all a conspiracy, I tell you. One big conspiracy. Uh, the Mayor of East Geelong, Teach. My name is Teach, and I am Funkhead. You're in fine form. <laughs> Joining us from the Elizabeth Street 7-Eleven, we have Dan from North. Hello. I thought I was the man that didn't need an introduction. Oh, it's good to mix things up from time to time. Mm-hmm. I uh, thought he was AFL Photos' best photographer. That too, yes. So Dan, People Dan, forget that. Dan, Dan's so important that he gets all the introductions. Like, mm. yeah. so Ooh. can you can you start can you start that start that again with all the introductions that I need? <laughs> Okay, and joining us from the Elizabeth Street 7-Eleven, we have the man who d- needs no introduction, but we're going to do it anyway. He's the number one photo taker at AFL Photos. And... Fuck, what's the other one? I think that's it. Is there anything else? Is there any other intros I need? All-round good guy. Oh, flower farmer. <laughs> flower farmer. Flower farmer, that's it, yes. I do like a strawberry <laughs> you would they taste like shit I think that's all of it this is the sort of intro section you have when you haven't been on the month it's, it's like a show back to a run up it's that long <laughs> <laughs> it's not not at all like a, an elegant Brett Lee run up oh. <laughs> <laughs> see you penal enjoy your band it's longer than the Queen's birthday celebrations <laughs> We also have the number one fan of Hawthorne's latest recruit, Jager Amira Penal. Good evening, folks. And finally, we have the holder of Collingwood's leading goal kicker trophy, Morgan Ashley. Kicking goals in the off-season. Let's begin with goo or tears. And normally we would not do this for the trade period because often it's quite mundane. But this year was, well, to use a word I used earlier, bloody. And, well, that is an understatement. So who wants to go goo or tears first? Well, I've got to have goo. There were a number of tears. But you just, you just but wait till the cookie starts speaking. They went the axe. They just, they yeah. just like, cleared out decks. And uh, we did that through retirements and through listments. But uh, so... So is this, and, is this goo or is this tears and what, what what's it over? Oh, it's just drunk rambling. 
Tears. I think I think we did poorly. I think we did very poorly. I think you did too. Yeah. So I think I'll just run off into a corner and cry about it. Who wants to go next? I'll have Goo. Goofus and Kilda have a good trade period. Got Jack Steele, good midfielder. Got Brown, who fulfills a need down back. Got Kobe <laughs> Stevens. Okay, so, what's what's need down back to tell Ringwald about how he beat him in a premiership? Well, we need someone who can take on the uh, slow and fat forwards, and that happens to be him. So the Hawkinses. Yeah, pretty much. And we also... Uh, no, you don't. You just need Jack Billings to stay fit. Yes, I don't oh, think he's a key defender, though. But I think we also did something to another team, like it was Milning, but the team I've just completely forgotten about. Maybe Pina will know more about it than me. Yeah, Pina, what, do you have any good tears? Well, it's it would be so easy for me to have tears about the trade period, and, and I assume there will be many more to come, but I, I, I wanted to share a rare piece of good news, which actually warmed the cockles of my heart this week, and that was the epic conclusion to Australian Survivor with Queen Christie winning. I loved that because it was a good story. That's what Survivor's all about. It was a good story. I loved it. I was very happy with that. Condolences, commiserations to Matt, who I thought played really well, but that was like the only piece of good news I've had in the last four weeks. And it's like, and Morgs, I respect your right to hold an uneducated, stupid opinion, but face it, you're wrong. Uh, I think there was lots of news that you should have liked over the off-season. Christy uh, Bradbury's Survivor is not it. So I have I t- blocked out literally everything about the off-season, <laughs> but I'm sure it will gradually come back over the course of tonight. So, Morgs, would her, Brad- <laughs> would her Bradbury Survivor, would that be the equivalent of, say, your darkie had a beaten you? Couple of years it exactly, exactly would have been Yudaki Benny Me, except if I had been arrogant and unlikable as Lee, that's what would have happened. But unfortunately, I knew how to play Survivor. They took her there, and they didn't know how to how to win the well, game, and that's why. They well, I reckon, I reckon if Morgs played Survivor, she would have won. What do you mean? If she has, knifed everyone. Did I did in Survivor? I won by thirteen Survivor teach. And that, that, that shit's fucking cutthroat. You could, you could end up getting raped by bombers in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I survived bombers oh, and No, 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 don't mention that name. I survived bombers and to win Survivor. I should have, <laughs> I don't know, got a badge. We're getting a little bit off topic, so penal squibbed the goo tears, I feel. Who else wants to go? So I'm assuming the big footy Survivor guy didn't win. He Clearly not, by the sound. Oh, I'm shattered. <laughs> he played a much better game than all the others. Did he? Oh, so he, he was a moral victor. He was like the right? Juritz of the. Um, oh, no, no, no. Juritz the was a moral survivor. I will, is completely immoral. I will say this about Matt. I really love this about Matt. I loved his voice. Like, he, he's got a terrific voice. It's so extravagant yet reassuring at the same time. Eat your heart it's out, Christopher Walken. I want to take elocution lessons from Matt. It's, it's super South Australian, too. He, he still he still can't compare with Christy in gameplay though. Oh piss off! <laughs> um. It's not even a thing. But what I did like about Matt was that he owned every piece of Port Adelaide attire there was, including Literally. the established 1997 jackets. He owned everything. He had hats and jumpers and socks and everything he wore on that island was Port Adelaide. Did he have a bay cover to sleep under? And there, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he used a bay cover as a top. <laughs> yeah, who wants to go next? Uh, I've got tears for Christy winning Survivor. That was horse shit. Fuck off. Uh, I know what I've got goo for. I've got goo for American Survivor. Why are you watching? Oh my god. Why are you fucking watching people watching this fucking shit? <laughs> this is great. Morgs has wasted her tears on Christian Survivor. I hope you don't have anything to say about Chris Main. Well, well, we'll come to it later anyway. Dan or no. myself. Um, do you have one, Dan, or I can go? I don't care. Uh, are we done with all the Survivor? <laughs> yes, we are done with the Survivor stuff. You can have some goo or some tears. Well, I don't have much of goo. Um, I did back a winner on Derby Day. Pocketed some Kachingo. Prized icon. Got up. Trade period. North. What's that? Is, that? is that where everyone dresses up and just forces run around? Yeah, and you win money if you're smart like Duritz. Yeah, if you're Duritz, you have oh, your own hunting oh. for them. Okay. Does that, is that thing still running? Mm, I think so. Dan, will you finish with your goo? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I could go with a lot of things, but I'll just go with a really... I think we should touch on it just a little bit. But I've got goo, and it's probably ongoing goo. We might end up coming back to it a bit later in the draft episode, because I don't think it's going anywhere fast. I've got goo for Libba Jr.'s off-season. What's with the fryer tuck haircut? Done. Playing, playing ruck in drinking drinking piss and then playing ruck in the Vietnam nines or whatever. Like, but that haircut he got. This on guy the gives zero fucks. He's just like Dane Swan was renowned for giving zero fucks about fitness and all the other stuff and you know eating potato chips, crushing the bag and eating more potato chips and you know getting on the shard and all that. But only one of them's been found in a gutter in King Street. Mm. But, well, Swanee admitted to drug use, which actually probably worth mentioning because it's not on the rundown. But, no, just the way Libba's just, just doing whatever the fuck he wants, you know, the Bizarro interview. He's He basically appears like Very he's on another planet the whole time. If he, act, if he actually remembers singing a flag, he'll be surprised. Yeah. He'll rock up, Prince like, we want a premiership. When did that happen? He's probably already lost his medal. <laughs> probably hocked it for more drugs. Well, isn't that like Favola? Like he sold his Coleman to feed his gambling addiction. Liver's probably that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Liver's probably gonna have he to did? sell his uh, premiership medal if he hasn't already. He's probably lost it. More likely, probably gave it to Bob Murphy. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's funny. And just on the note of Swanee, I did love the master troll from Dane Swan. Retired for five minutes and then just basically, instead of waiting for an autobiography to say he took drugs. <laughs> Just goes in an interview, took drugs. Yeah, haha, AFL didn't catch me. Just because he could. <laughs> it's like fucking uh, amusing. But let's go to the recaps. And basically the entire recaps are the trade and free agency period. And we shall begin with Hawthorne. All right, all right. First of all, first of all, the, on, the, on the first day... On the, on, on, on the first... On the, first, one are screwed. on the first day of trade period, we brought in a player from Richmond, all right? And I've I've written a poem and that's to, where it all uh, to celebrate this momentous occasion. You didn't bring in just any player. You brought in Tyrone Vickery. Yeah, okay. So I've got a poem, right? Hickory Vickery go. Doc. Tyrone can suck my cock. <laughs> he went first round, but he's a clown. Now Hawthorne's a laughing stock. <laughs> That's brilliant, Peter. Brilliant. Well there done. you go. And dare I say it, that was the first day of trade period. 
and it just got worse from there <laughs> for us. That's a great poem, Penal. Uh, you can have a Nobel Prize for that. You did pick 23 for Bradley Hill, so that's A positive. Well, where'd, where'd that go? Yeah, and they, they got 88 for Mitchell. That's pretty fair, I think, for a best and fair, reigning best and fairest winner. And, you know, he wouldn't get a game anywhere else but Hawthorne, you know. So that's they did all right on that. You got and then you, you turfed Jordan. out Jordan Lewis as well. Look, I've said everything I needed to say about the Mitchell trade in that thread I made. And, look, okay. I, I really... I've forgotten. I re- can, you, can you refresh my memory? What you <laughs> yeah, said? I, 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 I really had to make that thread because I basically just said that football's going to shit. I don't know what it is anymore. No, 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 there's nothing wrong with football. There's just a lot wrong with Hawthorne. Put it down, Don't blame the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, 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 the fact the is, game. in this thread, I basically took a swipe at uh, HodgePodge and a number of other idiots who were defending this decision because there is no way in my mind that trading Sam Mitchell is a good move for Hawthorne. No. Nope. It just... It just, just no. But you made it agree. anyway. Agree. Agree. And that's why, I, that's why I made that thread to basically say, all I was really saying is that it's fucking stupid and any Hawthorne supporter that's, that defends it, like, you guys know this, I defend Hawthorne for everything. Like, Luke Hodge could rape and kill a girl and I would defend him somehow. <laughs> but I, I cannot... I cannot defend this Sam Mitchell trade and... I had no problem with taking a swipe at the other Hawthorne fans because I know they have all already turned on me, so I just felt like saying, A2, Brute, and so I don't even know what I did to upset them. Either it's because I'm just too sensible for them or it's because D.B. Swanee told them who my Elias is. Just They all already hated right. me, so I just <laughs> said, you guys are idiots. It, it all it all went downhill for you when you got voted out of that ten person top ten PM thing. Yeah, and that's Locked that's probably DB Swanee's fault. So he spilled the beans. Sam slowly turning into a Hawthorne are not even going to make the eight next year. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. If you're, if, you're if, slowly if, turning into Richmond, then it was clearly a really good trade getting rid of Mitchell because he's an elite kick. He, he delivers the ball beautifully, but there's no point having an elite kick in your side if the target is Tyrone Vickery because he's not going to mark it. <laughs> and the only time he does mark it is when the ball's not actually in the vicinity. And we really needed to get Mitchell out. We really needed to trade him out so that we could trade back into the one of the first five rounds of the draft and get pick 88, the all-important one, after we traded about 27 picks for Jager O'Meara. Like, don't get oh, me wrong, I, I love Jager O'Meara, because that happened on the last day, and I couldn't help but get excited. I, I, I love but Jager I feel O'Meara like we've overpaid for a guy, that hasn't, the guy that hasn't played for two years. And, yeah, I don't know. With that trade we did with St Kilda, utter bullshit. <laughs> That's what like a lot of AFL people are saying. So we, they're wondering. We just they're saying, how the fuck did the AFL sign off on it? We gave them like if if we finish like let's say we finish sixth next year again, and you, we won. gave them effectively like pick fourteen for free. And obviously, the lower we finish, the worse it gets for us. And if Jager can't get on the park. I can see us finishing outside the eight because we just fucking traded Sam Mitchell for no reason. 
The Lewis one I kind of get because of the whole three-year deal versus one-year deal thing, and we actually got some decent picks for him. We just traded them all for Jager and Mira. You guys chased him out, though. That's the other thing. Clarko's just gone, you know, do you want Jordan Lewis? Just, uh, <laughs> just fucking hell. <laughs> Crazy uh, Clarko. It's like, this is this is what hubris does to you. It's like, I think they all got a little too greedy and said, we're the fucking best, we can do anything we like, and everyone gets greedy with power, and that's where the downfall comes. And I think the downfall's coming next year. Or, or Has anyone seen a busier crafting no. ice than we have this year. This set new benchmarks in every way. The Mitchell trade even set we, a new we, benchmark. We have literally plumbed new depths this yes. trade period. Like, and not just with the amount of trades made, but also the type of trades made. Like, you see Sam Mitchell get traded out, which I don't think... Like, that was... That's shocking, a landmark trade. That's shocking. the one people are going to look back on in five years' time and go, holy fuck, that happened. There is no redeeming feature to that trade. At least the Lewis one well, you can point on to your and perspective. say... <laughs> I think it was very awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Reynolds, correct. I mean, even Freo had a better trade period. Freo had a good trade period. Good. They, they had their best trade period ever. Well, that's not really saying a lot. Apart from basically St Kilda and Melbourne, if you didn't make a trade this trade period, you probably finished ahead of most of the teams that did. Because... Seriously, I think so is people this, that have participated is this, shouldn't have. Is this draft supposed to be like the best since two thousand and one? No, it's apparently meant to have good like good top yeah, six. Yeah, like, apparently the top seven or eight or six or whatever the, it is. The, the top, top eight or seven picks are good. After <laughs> eighty eight it all goes shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness by the time you factor in academy selections and shit. We'll be up to about 81. Hallelujah. Yeah, but the academy picks don't mean anything because um, pick 88 actually has no academy value when you're that far down the draft. It doesn't even have a point value. No, it doesn't like have a point value, zero. so your, your pick won't actually go up at all. Yeah, and you know what? The, the, what makes this even worse, that if we want to get, what's his name, Ben Jarman, father's no son. points. I believe he's going to nominate us, but we've got no points to actually get him with, so we're actually going to have to go into deficit next year. Which you don't have, which, you've barely got any for that. And we've traded out our first rounder <laughs> next year, so I don't know how that works. What it's most likely going to, going to work you, is we'll have, you like... You won't get a second and third round pick next year, we'll, assuming... We'll, We'll have, like, pick 30 next year, and it'll become 45 or something. I don't know. Pick 30. You're suggesting you'll finish 6th. Don't we have GWS as second rounder? Oh, so, uh, oh, yeah, we traded out ours. It'll be, like, pick 36. Shit. I'm surprised that Carl managed to get more oh. ex-GWS. You're in trouble, boy. Yeah, just on another loser from trade period, yeah. Carlton's a good one to go to because... <laughs> Does Silvani know any other clubs exist? They are GWS light. They are terrible. Andreas Everett, no, we don't like you. You kick goals. And we need no, to make room for out. some other kneeful player. Get out. We need to draft Jason Tut's disabled neighbour. What <laughs> fucking Jesus? Oh, that is... Reese Palmer pick 135. Don't tell me they draft King Tut. Reese Palmer <laughs> when they're goal kicking. He'll displace Matthew Wright. <laughs> 
Did they get selfish on the Gibbs trade as well? No, that was actually the only thing they did right. It's about time someone fucking told a player who wanted to go somewhere to go and get fucked. It's about time someone did that, and they held all the cards. On the three years, he had three years left. Yeah. Like, piss off, right? Yeah, that's just like Ablett yeah. wanting home when he had two yeah, years Yeah, and left. his contract was heavily front-loaded, so, like, he's probably been getting paid, like, 800k a year or something the last couple of years just because Carlton need to fill the cap somehow and then he'd be on like 400 for the next few years and then he wants to fuck off yeah and Carlton Carlton rightly said no well done Carlton That, that was the only thing right they somehow managed to lose a trade in which they got in which they got a first rounder for Zach Tui they they still lost that trade because they got Billy Smets in return. I was going to nominate Geelong as a trade week loser, but I forgot they did get rid of Billy Smets. So, you know, that's a big tick for... Who would have thought that Bryce Gibbs could make yeah, himself look like more than a bitch than with We're fucking time. I really don't understand that trade. Like, Billy Smets is like, you know, he not shit. even steak knives. He is, he is the half-eaten pack of twisties. He's VFL standard, if that. Grassroots he's he's fucking... He's fucking Jared Bauman. I don't even know who that is. Who? Speaking I don't even know who that is. Speaking of half-eaten pack of twisties, I, I no, must admit... No, hang on, hang on. I want to hear Teach try and defend Billy Smets. <laughs> no, no, he can, he can play. He, Where? He's, um, In the wind. He's, um... He's, um... Nah, he's fucked. <laughs> Just on the subject of half-eaten pack of twisties, I do find it absolutely delicious that that is effectively what Sam Mitchell was traded for, considering <laughs> Penal bought that phrase over to us um, mid-year. No, we didn't trade him for a pack of twisties. We traded him for a half-eaten pack of the new shitty pizza shapes. <laughs> and I fucking hate it. That was a good trade. I hate it more than Borgs hates the outcome of Survivor. <laughs> I really fucking hate that. <laughs> okay, what else we got on Carlton? Cause... Collingwood. Oh, Carlton, no. that fuck all. Nothing else on Carlton? Like, who did they bring in? They bought in Marchbank and they paid a heavy price for him. Marchbank, kick it. Yeah. Yeah. The, Palmer the, and someone else. What they did on the last day is because... I, I think Alistair Clarkson must have called Brendan Bolton up and said, Brendan... I fucked up. I need your help. And so we traded, like, pick 66 and 70, which were, like, the picks we got for Sam Mitchell for next year's second rounder. So Yeah, that was one of the weirder <laughs> trades as well. Was it ever? They're not even an academy club, so they wouldn't need, like, the points from the shitty picks. So well, unless that... they have a father-son, but I don't I don't know what the deal was there. But, yes, Cookie Collingwood. No, thanks. Yes, I don't yes, know what yes. The f- I don't know <laughs> what the fuck they're doing. Chris oh, May... Daniel Wells, Lyndon Dunn. Lyndon Dunn. Oh, man. Lyndon fucking Dunn. Can we talk about Survivor now? No, no. No. We're going no. to talk about Chris Mayne and his 1.1 goals a game. Average over his career, which is lower than John Butcher, which is lower than... You know what? No. Genuinely, I would rather we traded in Chris Mayne wearing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. I, 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 I think oh, he's past his oh, use by date. You know what? I think they both... Yeah. It's time that they got put out to pasture, both of them. <laughs> so, uh, will, will, will the... Uh, will the Great Southern Stand side of the uh, MCG be renamed to the Chris Main Wing for all Collingwood home games? No, we don't change the name of the ground because we're not fucking retards. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just the same name. Yeah, not like Essendon or the dogs. Well, yeah, we, we don't feel the need to name an end just so we feel like home. Like, we, we're good with Ponsford. Like, it's fine. Yeah, because real clubs don't worry about Cause, that. Because we're real clubs. We're big clubs. We don't need to do that. Clark is finished. Why the fuck did Richmond take him? What? What? <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> what, David? Who, who did Richmond take? Who did Richmond take? Are you talking about Travis Cloaks' dad? No, 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 no. Who did Richmond take? Age. 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 Oh, now Pete's pretending he's into this. He's mumbling. No, he went to the dogs. <laughs> oh. For a half-eaten pack of twisties. I read the word wrong. What dogs and tigers? <laughs> They're very similar. Well, no, maybe maybe he just saw a picture of the animal and he got confused. <laughs> he got confused because they must have been talking about premiership droughts. Now talking about Richmond's, mm. he wasn't the dogs anymore. You've got something about Richmond, Starburns. Why don't you rant or vent? Well, no, I was going to come to Richmond a bit late. We still aren't done on Collingwood. Yes, I, we are. No, no, no. We need to talk more about this Save Bucks recruitment. You've, you've given Linda Dunn a lifeline. If no, if, if they had, if if you were just looking at their trade period and not their free agency pickups, then they would have had a good. They would have done a good job because yeah, Daniel Wells, yeah, their two mistakes, I'd say, were Wells and Maine. Oh, Look, well, Wells li- has potential to be okay. No, their two mistakes not, are Maine and Dunn. Look, they paid nothing for Dunn. They traded down. They'd Paid, they paid and nothing for Maine either, but they're paying him contracts and occupying list spots. Yeah, Dunn would be on what 120k a year. It's nothing. That's fine. 120k too much. That, that's no, that's fine. They got rid of Cloak. They got rid of Williams. Tick, tick, and they got Hoskin got Elliott of... in. That's all right. It's no, just the, 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 the main, the, the and, main we and Wells are baffling. We got rid of Frost. We got rid of Wit. So you actually did. You did trade out some potatoes for some slightly bigger potatoes. Yeah, if, no, if, we, if we traded out potatoes, lots of. As long potatoes. as you got rid of Cloak. If they didn't bring in Wells and Maine on big money, they'd be one of the winners of trade period purely for doing not a lot. But those two decisions kind of ruin it for them. The main one is just a. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, and actually, net this reminds me that Carlton, for all their bullshit and Giants retreads, didn't bring in another forward, yet Stewart got to Essendon. It's just like, Carlton, you, at some point someone has to kick goals for you. Soss knows all about the twos players. How did he miss out on Stewart? Because he played too many senior games. Cookie, you mentioned <laughs> Richmond, and look, I'm Echo and all that, and you know, I was, I'd almost given up on making Richmond great again during the trade period, because all the pick six talk with Prestia was really giving me the shits, and sure enough, we went there on the second last day, and we traded pick six for Dan, what is he? Oh, he's a slightly better version of Anthony Miles. He is exactly that. He's a slightly better version of Anthony Miles, and we decided he was worth pick six. Uh, well, well, but Anthony Miles isn't the human meatball, so... <laughs> oh, Preston was absolutely worth getting. Not for what we paid. Not not for what not they for were... pick six. What was it? It was, it was um, six and your second rounder next year for Preston and 24? Something like that. Yeah, so six for Prestia and 24, that would have been all right. But why you threw your second rounder in there, I don't know. It still would have been bad picks. We, sh- we, should, have, we should have stayed with pick six. I retract my comment. I think Richmond are dickheads. Well, no, we were <laughs> fucked on trade period. And then we received a massive lifeline on the last day. We found a sucker to trade with down at Geelong. And, you know, 
they wanted Deledio and we said give us Josh Caddy and they said no and then you know a week later they gave us Josh Caddy for fuck all. <laughs> Um, because they tried to offload Motlop and no one in the competition wanted Motlop. Josh Cody couldn't get a, get a game. He couldn't get a game at July. So. I, I thought Caddy was pretty good this year. And from all reports, he didn't want to go. He, he, didn't yeah, he, he, he was happy to stay. He's no star, but he's a solid B grader. He'll be yes. quite. He'll play 150 games for Richmond and be probably good for them. But he will but, have probably a similar he fills season, the season to Prestia next year. Yeah, it'll be another guy who and, plays another. The, and, well, yeah, and, 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 and it's all because they're paying Motlop. They're, they're paying Blycavs or whatever the fucking cunt's name is, 700k a year. They're paying him 700k a year. And they're paying Motlop probably the same. And they're like, oh, we want to get rid of Motlop because he's fat and lazy and shit. Uh, but they couldn't, they couldn't get anyone to take him. And so they had no salary cap space for Deledio or Caddy. That's one of my favourite parts. Literally, on the first day of trade week when the Deledio thing came out, and it was basically like, Deledio wants to go to Geelong. Geelong put Stephen Motlop on the table and Richmond have said no. And we like fat, useless potatoes from other clubs. We got Chris Yaron. <laughs> They put him on the table and it gave um, away. Yeah, he, 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 likes, he likes fried turtle. Yeah, and then, and then we said no, and then Geelong said, don't worry, we'll find someone else. Someone else will take him. The Suns will take him. Brisbane will take him. Someone will take him. The best Britain, everybody else said, no, thank you. Not even Collingwood took him. I mean, hello. <laughs> took Chris Main. That's took Chris Main over him. Chris Main got two-ton Look, everything about Geelong's trade period just amazes me like that they went hard at Dangerfield last year and they traded all these first rounders and they made a bit of a meal of it with Henderson which meant they couldn't trade for Deledio this year and they were struggling they had to trade a first for Zach Tui which is probably so overs they've traded three first round picks in a row and well yes Hawthorne might be finishing 17th in a couple of years but Geelong will be finishing 18th, mark my words, because oh, bullshit, they have dickhead. sold the farm, sold everything to get Dangerfield in. We'll and now finals again. This is, this is the other thing that's really delicious. I think I'm going to make my pre-season prediction again next year that Geelong finish bottom six. But the upside to it is we're going to get their first rounder when they do. Shut up, but, short ass. We're going to finish in the eight. Wait, don't Carlton have it or what did... No, we got it for Deledio because Carlton sent it to the Giants for Marchbank and then oh, we got it for Deledio. Yes. So our new coach next year is going to have two first rounders to play with. Two picks in the top six. It's going to be great. I hope Hawthorne have a shit season next year. They will. They're not going to make the oh, eight. Oh, hope. I want Fremantle-like season. Fuck, if we get a top three pick, I'll be so happy. Moving on from Richmond... Can we go back to Hawthorne? We'll come back to Hawthorne a little bit later. I just want to focus a little bit more on Geelong because if <laughs> Hawthorne are the main loser out of trade week, which, well, okay, a winner and a loser out of trade week, who believes Hawthorne was a big loser out of trade week? Yes, absolutely. Yep. I, I don't care what anyone on the Hawthorne board says. It's reminiscent of the Essendon board in fucking 2013 over there. Does anyone have a different opinion on that? Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide's a loser. Port Adelaide won by doing nothing. No, yeah, Port Adelaide did nothing and probably finished in the top four. Yeah, but um, they still have Hamish Hartlett, who's like bleeding him dry like 900k a year. The and he's... Well, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, but we traded Sam Mitchell for pick 88. Hamish Hartlett on 900k a year for his output is a lot better value than Motlop at 6. North like Cavs at 7. North had a decent trade period. Yeah, so who's who are our winners? Because that's a little bit more vague. Who's a winner? Just any of the clubs that really didn't do anything. Not Adelaide. St Kilda, Adelaide, I guess. Adelaide they, up they, there with losers. Everything um, St Kilda did was fine. They no, did well. Fremantle are winners. Frio, GWS, St Kilda, I would say. St Kilda, GWS, Melbourne, I think. Yeah, Cookie's probably right. The Brisbane Lions didn't really do much. I'll give it to Melbourne because during the trade period they managed to lock up Hogan. Well, hey, hey see, North Melbourne, they traded pick 69 for Paul Ahern, who is who an extremely talented youngster who hasn't played for two years because of injury. That's how you do it. You trade a fucking pack of twisties for him, not fucking 17 first-round draft picks and your top two and your best and fairest. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> so, uh, North won. Yeah, and, we all know how it works. Trading with GWS is the gold mine at the moment because they've drafted so many young players along the journey that they can trade them all out for really good value because they develop them okay. Like, they turn Trelaw into two first-rounders. They turn Boyd into Griffin and a first-rounder. They do all this. So they're like the gift that keeps oh, yeah. on giving. I so- am so glad that we got Jonathan O'Rourke for pick 19. <laughs> <laughs> Just another fucking one in a long list of... Yeah, well, everybody knows your suckers at the trade table. It's a bit different. Like, see, that's how they're able to give Richmond overs for Deledio and that's how they're able to basically chuck out a few discards to Carlton for decent picks. You know, the Giants have too many young players that people are going to rate and they just turn them into more draft picks and they turn those draft picks into whatever player they need. Like, all of a sudden they add Deledio to that puzzle and they still have two picks in the top ten in the draft anyway and even if they don't win the flag next year, they'll probably turn those into somebody else. If you want to trade, you trade with the Giants because they'll give you overs and they won't fuss about it unless you can't or you get a player who's not needed but turns out to be really fucking good yeah like, like Jack Steele yeah or Bruce or whoever yeah exactly Or but they've cleaned out so many players it's like that. that's the key you don't trade with the Suns penal because yeah because they've got Tony cock brain and he'll just fucking <laughs> stick his cock in our ass and make my brain explode because how, how stupid we're being a penal but, would it make you but, feel better knowing that Josh Kelly and Dylan Sheila out of contract next year. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we can trade our first rounder for him. Oh, wait, we already traded that to you for fucking nothing. Should have waited a year. At least you have Tom Mitchell. <laughs> that's the one thing. That's the one thing we did right. Like yeah, that, that was the only Mitchell. trade you did okay. He's your only good midfielder left. Like it's it's funny when you when you factor when you factor all the trades Hawthorne made in like they bring in Vickery which technically cost them a lot of money on the contract side which effectively forced Lewis, Lewis. Out. but for considering what they bought in Mitchell for it's just like it just shows you how badly they sold the farm on O'Meara you know Mitchell cost them fuck all but I really want to come back to when I mention the losers Hawthorne's the biggest loser I think the next biggest loser of trade week was Geelong. Because not only did they get bent over on Caddy, but they didn't add Deledio, which they really wanted. They traded Vardy, who's a twos player, but they didn't get much for him, so they lost the depth at all. They traded in Zach Tui, which, yeah, he might improve him, but they got stuck with Motlop, and they traded out Kirsten and bought in Aaron Black, which is definitely a downgrade. Jimmy Bartel also got forced out. Jimmy Bartel got forced out and right retired. Are you supposed to be in the window, Teach? I think we fucked it up. 
Yeah, you're, you're cooked. It's over. I, I, think I, the I, I will admit the uh, the Jimmy Bartell thing was a very ugly thing. It was not a good look. Like you meant to you meant to treat your <laughs> veterans with respect by trading them for pick fucking eighty eight, not just showing them the door like that. Um, Don't you but, fucking get it? But but I but I Don't think, you I, get in a Jimmy I Bartell think that I, fucking cut uh, your fucking head off. I think that turning Shane Kirsten into Aaron Black is actually a win for Geelong because Aaron Black at least shown that he can impact games and you know do well, a bit like of three or four years. Whereas, yeah, it, whereas literally the, once the, a year against Richmond, the fucking the manliest thing about Shane Kirsten is his surname. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kirsten, you shit. But I have a question. What does it say about the culture of Hawthorne that someone would rather go to West Coast? Like, I, I don't know. If if you find out, please tell me because it's it's what three weeks on from trade week. I still can't figure the Sam Mitchell thing out. The Lewis one makes sense to me because of money and the length of the deal. Sam Mitchell makes no fucking sense. I don't know. Hawthorne just. Well, I know another loser of trade week, but Adelaide. it's more it's more of a poster. Brisbane. It's Jasmine They kept Tom Rock. Brisbane. Brisbane, <laughs> yeah, Brisbane went, lose because they went Rock with Lewis. the axe. How many cut players did they cut? Not enough. Yeah, did Brisbane cut anyone? They got rid of no, six. No but they got rid of Josh Green, who is a handy forward, so that they could re-sign Lewis Taylor for 500k a year. They did a Geelong with Motlop. They shopped Rockliffe around and got fuck all interest on the money. So Rockliffe can stay in Brisbane and keep banging threes. Um, And lose the captaincy. Well, that's probably a good thing for Brisbane. He can white-hand the new captain. They lost Hanley, who didn't give a shit this year, so... They're fucked now, they'll be fucked for years. Oh, they're so irrelevant that, you know, we'll come to the fixture later, but they literally didn't even get close to a marquee game. Like, even the Suns got that stupid China game. Just got, like, nothing. One free-to-wear game all year, I think it is. Just nobody cares. And not John. That's good place. But, yes, sorry, Cookie, you had that other loser out of trade where it was Jasney. Yep, I mean, Luke Russell got delisted. He, like, Templeton got delisted. Luke Russell also made the bottom 50, didn't he? Yeah. Jaeger betrayed Jasney, went to Hawthorne. Went to the fake Tasmanian club. Yes, uh, poor poor Jaeger Black. <laughs> but I love it. I love it because my team didn't completely fuck it up. We made some mistakes, but hey, we got some good compo because Hawthorne paid Ty Vickery so much money because they were scared we might match it. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah no, we, we, liter- we, we literally shat ourselves at the prospect of you matching the Vickery off yeah. and then we'd have to trade like a pick for him or something yeah, you want to because we, we, we didn't have any picks to trade because we'd already fucking committed to trading them for Obira and if we had to cough up another pick for Vickery then I don't know we probably would have traded out Luke Hodge or something <laughs> So we had to pay him 500k a year. You do realise he failed, like, two medicals at other clubs, Penal, prior to joining Hawthorne. You mean Hodge, because he turned up drunk. No, O'Meara. Yeah, I am well aware of the risks involved in in O'Meara, which is why I I think we paid too much for him, given the medical situation. Maybe you should have recruited Chris Mainwaring instead as well. Yeah, you know O'Meara is going to be the biggest flop ever. He's got worse knees than Kurt Fernley, and Kurt Fernley doesn't have legs. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, just... Think positively. At least you can see Mitchell on TV every week due to West Coast being on Perth TV. 
you know what? I am moving out of this shithole city in April next year. It is on the fucking record right now. So I will not have to deal with my shithead West Coast Eagles friends and co-workers giving me shit about the Sam Mitchell thing for, like, more than the first three weeks of next season. So, hallelujah fucking luya to that. And where, where are you going? I'm going to Canada, Vancouver. <laughs> what are you doing in Canada? So, the Hawthorne supporters go to Canada instead of Eastern Europe? <laughs> no, this is a move. This is not This is not me going on holiday, Flogo, and saying my internet died because I don't want to be seen or because I don't want to front up on Bigfoot or whatever. I'm moving literally because I don't want to front up in real life to the West Coast supporters. <laughs> they forced you out of town. Well, I mean, you could just. No, why, that, do you have that, to, it, why, why do you have to go to the other end of the planet? It's not actually the reason, but <laughs> it certainly helped me make my decision. Well, what, what? Okay, well, give us, give us the real, real reason why you're going. Well, because this city is turning into fucking Detroit, and <laughs> I. Yeah. Well, you already. Perth's a shithole, we already know that. Yeah, and I intend to go somewhere it's nicer. It's Detroit, so it's getting it's nearly Geelong standard then. But you, yeah, again, to, you, don't, you don't have to go to Canada, to though, Toronto, to get out of Perth. I don't know, it's, it's, something, it's something different. It, I've lived in Melbourne before, and it was good, and... Uh, I don't want to live in Sydney because I don't want to get stabbed by some meth junkie. I can, I, if I want, if I want that, I'll stay in Perth. So, well, Daniel Curl try and burn your house down in. Go, I'm moving to Canada. If I'll Trump be, gets elected, I'll, I, I'll I may reconsider. I may move to America if Trump gets elected because it'll be great again, and I'll move to uh, the great state of Kentucky or something and just eat chicken all day. <laughs> I've been to Toronto about eight times, so uh, I can recommend it. The opposite ends uh, of the country. I've got a brother it's like there. Melbourne and Perth. <laughs> So, I've, I've been yeah. to uh, Wagga Wagga once, so I can recommend he, he you. Can help you out. <laughs> I once went to Fiji, so I heard Tonga's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Pino, what are you going to do in Canada? Just fuck a boot. <laughs> Fucking shoot polar bears. Wax seals. I'm not sure if they're polar bears, but anyway. Find a mountie. I'm going to smuggle ocelots into the country. And feed them in the open market. <laughs> Let's go back to Geelong and how they lost the trade period, apart from Hawthorne. So the dynasties are over, Hawthorne and Geelong. The shit fights are going to be great. They're up the top of the ladder together. Now they're going to be fighting over flags. Now they're going to be down the bottom fighting over spoons. Oh, shit. Can you imagine, like, an Isaac Smith point after the siren game to decide who wins the spoon? Cue the Titanic music. The beautiful thing as I can. And hopefully it's, like, Motlop or someone. I'll be able to fucking hear the, you know, shit fight from over in Canada. I'll just I'll just hear like out the window it'll be Bosk on one side and Red Vest on the other or Geelong Dynasty like there's their biggest Mong poster I assume so what about we actually did trade out the players that couldn't get a game so Caddy got plenty of games uh, not enough. Does anyone want to look up how many games he played this year? Yes. Like 20-odd or something? Oh, I'm going to say it was probably Ge- 20. <laughs> Geelong had two jobs this trade period. 
and they were get in Delidio and trade out Motlop. They failed on both. So And they traded out Caddy and traded in Aaron Black. Just Caddy just Caddy played eighteen games this year. He played yeah, nine I'm, I'm not I'm not happy with that one. He played twenty two, eighteen, sixteen, nineteen. This 19. doesn't even include Bartel and Enright either. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to go to their retirement home and go, right, get They're out of your wheelchair and play again. You could have at least traded them for pick 88 or something. Well, based on that value, they probably could have traded pick 50 to the Gold Coast for Gary because he wanted to come home, but I guess Cockbrain wouldn't have let him. Nah, I don't think we do very well. That's the thing that pisses me off the most. On the last day, he he was saying first rounder and either two first rounders or first rounder and a player, and he still folded on the last day for a you know for a first and a second. So we we could have got away with trading less because they wouldn't have let him go to the preseason draft and, and got nothing for him. They just wouldn't have. They would have taken one first rounder. I know it because Tony. Cockbrain, his dick is the size of a small microbe, not even an insect, a fucking microbe that you find on your body, and it's like the thing that, yeah, it's the thing that when you look through a microscope and you see the microbes, and there are like a million microbes in one centimeter, and his dick is a millionth of a centimetre long, and he would have taken pick 10 for a mirror. So why didn't you just do that? Tiny cockroach. Yeah, like, that's quite a specific description, Penal. It's almost as though you've seen it. I own the microscope business in, in Vancouver. Penal knows cops. The biggest loss was Daddy. So, well, yes, uh, we gathered that. Or, or was the biggest loss that you got stuck with Motlop? Oh, fucking finger twirl. Jesus. Do we uh, want to say anything about Ablett getting homesick, quotation marks, and deciding oh, he wanted to come Gary. back to Geelong? When oh, there was Gary. no way that... If they couldn't trade for Delidio, there's no way they could trade for Ablett. If they couldn't well, afford... Well, he's got enough fucking if money. Was costing he can go too anywhere. Much, they couldn't have afforded Ablett. Surely, he can't be that homesick. Like, God's with him everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Like, He's getting money. He could go anywhere. He could. Like, I'm sure, like, Jesus is still guiding him on the Gold Coast. Why is he so homesick? Amira and Presti may be in the Bible squad, and the Gar- Gary was getting sad that Actually, his Borgs, Borgs, Borgs were Jesus, leaving. Jesus has been delisted, so his status is very much in limbo at the moment. Oh, you didn't trade Jesus for pick 88? No, they crucified him. 666. We sacrificed Jesus for... Sacrifice Jesus for Omira. Well, you're pretty fucking stupid. You could have just traded him to the Gold Coast. Then Gold Coast would have been fucking happy because Gary would have stuck around with Jesus by his side. They could have like held hands and sing Bible songs, and Andrew Swallow's brother would have been fucking happy. Yeah. Speaking of fucking working limbs. Yeah, Lord Jesus. Yeah, Yeah, Andrew Swallow, right? Can we agree that Gary Ablett is now a worse captain than Andrew Swallow? No, because, well, well there's, got, there's still Tom Is that not... Andrew, Penal, Andrew Swallow is no longer a captain. Neither no, in Gary terms Ablett. of, the, like, a ranking of things. 
Well, I think Rockcliffe's got to go to the top now. I think Rockcliffe's got to be number one. Yeah, like, I know Crazy Vossi did a lot of the groundwork, but Rockcliffe's taken Brisbane to new lows. Vossi dug the hole, but Rockcliffe really... Rockcliffe pushed everyone in it. Yeah, <laughs> Rockcliffe put everyone in it and then buried them in it. And took no responsibility for it either. Yeah, banged a three on top of it. You said it looked bad thing. No one else we want to talk about? We sort of brushed on that Freo did okay in out of trade period for, like, the first time ever. I want to touch it's... on the fact that Adelaide couldn't get a deal done for Bryce. Gibbs. Adelaide, what they desperately needed is Bryce Gibbs, and they could not get it done. Piss poor by them. They should have given up more. The guy that runs their trade thing is Bryce Gibbs' ex-manager. Couldn't get it done. Yeah, no, like, when you're trying to get a guy who's got, like, what was it, three years left? Mm-hmm. When you're trying to get a guy who's got three years left on his fucking contract, yeah, you, you probably have to and, give up two first-rounders, even if he is 28. And he'd know that because he negotiated that deal. Yeah. Yeah, the Crows had to do it because where's the next midfielder coming from? Well, when they needed to bolster their midfield, all they did was lose one in Jared Lyons, dickhead. Oh, it's, it's all right because they'll be fine next year because Nathan Van Berlo and David McKay are still going to play 20 games each and they're going to be headed for another semi-finals exit because of it. I think Van Berlo retired. Well, well oh, right. about, about five years too late. Let's move on. We've been on the trades for ages. I actually don't think you guys have stuck the boot into Hawthorne enough. Like, we deserve it even more. We've established that you're leaving the country. I think yeah, we've, like, we've, 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 we've won. There's a lot we, of clubs we, to sink we, the boots into this we, time. We traded Sam oh, right. the pick 88. A lot of clubs to sink the boot into, but let's quickly... Fallen players, the listings are Mitch Clark, Barlow, Will Minson. I'd love to know what his parting words were. I'm a big retard. His, his parting words were something about someone's dead baby or something. <laughs> Melcheski um, retired, which, well, did he even play this year? Well, didn't he get a nice little super check from Gold Coast? What a yes. prick. Andreas Everett, see you later. Yeah, he kicked too many goals for Carlton. They had to get rid of him. Make a nice exer. Xavier we- Richards. We got rid of two cult heroes in Spanger and Fitzpatrick. Right, Fitzpatrick has to be the shortest-lived cult hero ever from like that one game against Collingwood to getting delisted five weeks later or something. Who's going to get picked up, do you think? Like, Barlow, will Barlow will get picked up. Maybe Hawthorne will Barlow. take him. Cause, because Barlow that's exactly what you would do. You would trade out Mitchell and Lewis and go bring in Barlow. No, nah. Barlow's going to Adelaide because they didn't get Bryce Gibbs, so that's who they're going to get <laughs> Pencil that in, that's happening. Yeah, that's, I think Kane Corn said about as much, but how in the know he is, I don't know. Well, Kane Corn said he wanted to be a fireman, and then he never went ahead and did it. <laughs> oh, really? So he welched. He welched on being a fireman. So he welched on those lives that he could have saved. Why would you say you're going to be a fireman and then not do it? Yeah, that's pretty scummy. Yeah, like, you know, save some fires. Come on. Save some fires. Save some fires. We'll put out some fires, sorry, not to save them, shit. <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably going the other way, he's probably starting them now. <laughs> well, most of the people that start fires are firefighters. Mm. I read something they about get that. Off over... That's weird. Yeah, Daniel yeah. Kerr wanted yeah. to be a fireman. Yeah, some people are attracted, like, sexually turned on by fire. Yeah, Daniel Kerr wanted to be a fireman, and then he realised that the only fire he needed was the fucking flame at the end of his fucking pipe, ice freak. Sorry, he had to fucking piss. <laughs> We didn't notice. That's, that's, the most, right. that's the most disappointed I to take a piss. You, you should have let us uh, listen in, like uh, like DB Swanee always does. 
I think we can move on to the talking points, and we'll begin with the fixture. Look, a lot of people liked it. Some people did not. Morgs, I think, has a bit of a rant coming, but overall, no. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, except for the what? fact that for some reason, yeah, for some good. reason, the AFL decided that we should have to watch this fucking China game. Like seriously, Port Adelaide versus the Suns is a game no one gives a fuck about, and yet St Kilda had to have their New Zealand game on Foxtel, so why the fuck do we have to watch, you know, Koshy's rent-a-crowd of people who are going to get starved if they don't go? Well, pre- um, presumably so the fucking 12 million Chinese people in Australia can watch it. <laughs> that was my one rant from the picture. Everything else I thought was reasonably okay. But, Morgs, what have you got? This is bullshit. So I have this stupid fucking thing that they were talking about how everyone's going to be in these sections like the top was it, wasn't it supposed to be three 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 they haven't done that for like three years it's just now what? you've noticed because it's Collingwood oh don't yeah, I, I, I bet you still only have like two away games all year yeah, yeah no, they're contracts oh yeah got, exactly yeah. games away from the G no you giant cock smokers that's not true we've got two Sydney games in the first fucking seven weeks or something oh no God. Two trips in oh, seven weeks. Oh, dear. How difficult to travel. Oh, no. Oh, your supporters are crying about having to drive down from fucking Geelong to Melbourne, you cockhead. Oh, I can't believe Collingwood got screwed by the fixture. Like, this again is... and again. It happens every well, year. Morgan, this isn't the first time you've complained about your club's fixture, and I don't understand how a Collingwood supporter can complain about... I don't understand how you can actually complain about anything, considering you don't fucking fund your own club, but you do. You see, that's like your home run swing. You always use that sort of <laughs> avenue to, to when, support when your club. Me... You, you don't fund my club. The AFL funds my club we and other clubs. Such, you're such an angry bitch. Shut up, teach you fucking... <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 games in Melbourne next year as a Collingwood supporter. I would like to complain about the fact that we have to play a home game at Eddie Hat against an Eddie Hat tenant. Hey, join the club. We do as well. It's horse shit. At least give us interstate teams to play. Um, everybody who has to play at Eddie Hat when it's not their home ground. Don't shut up, Morgan. I want to have his say. You're a fucking goose. Actually, I do want to complain that we seem to be the only big four club who gets sent to the fucking shithole. Yeah, that's true. That fucking annoys me. Fucking Carlton haven't drawn over... I think our crowd last year against Geelong, Carlton haven't drawn that much against Geelong for about three or four years now. And yet, for some reason, Carlton can't get sent down there even though they're, you know, fucking shitful on the ladder as well. That frustrates. But for the most part, it was all right because they spread it round. North and the Dogs got their good Friday game for one year at least. We travel interstate five times. That's yeah, that means 17 games in Melbourne. Yeah, that's five interstate games. That's heaps. Yeah, we've got oh, six. Jesus. I'm pretty sure are that you, I'm pretty sure Are you really going to complain about having five interstate games? Fucking bitch. Have a, have a look, but I'm pretty you sure have the it, average is six. You have it so good compared to other clubs in Victoria, and you always have. Yeah. I don't know how you could possibly complain as a Collingwood supporter. It baffles me. This Friday night's for Collingwood too, which did surprise like me. Yeah. So it looks like Hawthorne actually got the North treatment for next year, so we have a very easy first couple of months. I think we play Gold Coast in like the... Uh, 
twice in the first nine weeks or something. So there'll be two Jager O'Meara Cups. Or uh, if he if he can't get on the park, I guess we'll just call it the Thomas Murphy Cup or something. So we'll probably be like nine and zero after nine rounds, and then fall away to finish eighth because all our tough games come in the last half of the year. Uh, you'll be four and five, and you'll fall away to finish sixteen, culminating in playing the reigning premiers in our home game at their home ground in in the last week of the in last week of the year. That's horseshit. I'm quite content with our fixture. It's pretty good. That was okay. We we didn't get good time slots, but hey, when you play the brand of football, we do, you don't deserve it. No, um, exactly. We didn't get any ass. prime time. I will say I find it odd that the AFL has put St Kilda and GWS on a Friday night. I'm amazed that it, GWS yeah. got as many Fridays as they did. Well, they're obviously expecting this to be the year yeah. for them. Yeah, but St Kilda GWS. I mean, that's going to draw. <laughs> Like maybe thirty-five k at best. So. That's an ambitious number. Bulldogs GWS. Like that's the thing that GWS have four Friday night games and ones against St Kilda and ones against the Dogs. Like there's some. Oh, but you know you'd you'd expect the the GWS Dogs to maybe not at the ground, but yeah, definitely I'm, talk, like I'm big, talking big, big I'm TV talking crowd. Big um, TV crowd though. St Kilda Essendon on a Friday night. Gross. That's also... St- oh, I'll tell you what has shitted me. The AFL seemingly gave Essendon a really nice fixture. And oh, Melbourne, fuck, yeah. Gross. And they got it because they finished wooden spooners and, you know, what? yeah, whatever. But what does frustrate me is that Essendon got that home game they really wanted against Hawthorne to showcase their fucking drug cheats, which the <laughs> AFL on principle should not have let that happen. They should have given them their first game fucking interstate. You know what the worst thing about this game is? There can't even be any good jokes about, you know, Job handing the medal back to Sam Mitchell at the game because he won't be playing in the game because we traded him for Pugadio for some fucking reason. You can always make the joke that they got into this mess trying to catch you. How good would the pre-match have been if the pre-match, Job, the fucking cunt, feminist, drug-taking cheat, is forced, like, he's, he's marched in at gunpoint, <laughs> like this, this uh, <laughs> O'Brien style, couple, 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 couple of, couple of, a couple of army officers uh, pointing guns at him and escort him into the ground and force him to hand the medal to Sam Mitchell as he leads the Hawks into battle. How great a story would have would that have been? That would have been almost as good a story as Christie winning Survivor, but we won't get it. We won't get it! You know what? Mitchell will probably still... Like, it won't be forced, but you know what? When it, when Essendon play West Coast and Penal, you might get to go see this if it happens in the earlier season. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe Mitchell will run through the banner with his brown low around his neck because being the troll that he is, he might just do that for the laughs. He, he might even play with it on. <laughs> I still love Sam Mitchell. I have, I have a lot of love in my heart for Sam Mitchell and whatever he does... I will support and appreciate it because he will he will always be my favourite player. <laughs> what date are you leaving? April 16. Oh, I thought he was going to say April 1st. The Hawthorne West Coast clash on the 23rd. Oh, uh, that's okay. it. That's in Melbourne, isn't it? Right. Oh well, I'm, surely you could go to Canada via yeah. Melbourne. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's just I, I, I remember reading that we play like um, West Coast and Melbourne back to back or something or two in three weeks. It's like the, the Mitchell-Lewis Cups. Next talking point, if we've got nothing else on the trade free agency. The AFL board Eddie had, and this is interesting because uh, Morgs did mention before about clubs that need a change. 
things at the grounds, you know, Footscray and Lloyd and all that sort of shit. So now, now the Dougie AFL... Hawkins wing, fuck off. <laughs> Couldn't even write his name on the. So now that the AFL own Etihad, there's no more excuses. The AFL have paid for Etihad, and the stadium deals will maybe not change quite so much this year, but certainly they're going to change beyond this. And there's no more excuses, nowhere to hide. Why wouldn't they change next year? Well, it sounds like they're not. It sounds like they're going to run things the same way for a little while. Why? Just, I guess, the amount of time it takes yeah. to get a contractual deal to... <laughs> to figure it all out. And I, I don't know, but it, that seems to be the story. Well, other than the financial aspect of it, what is it going to mean for fans that are regular tenants of the venue, like me? Um, apparently you get more control to do things you want, like turn the lights off like Essendon did, I assume. Can I bring an esky full of booze? Turn the fucking lights off? Maybe they're allowed to open the roof when they like. They can open and close the roof when they want. Yeah, well, <laughs> if this means more fucking air raid sirens, then I am not in favour of it. <laughs> name, name, name more things, whatever the fuck they want. You don't even, don't just say the, the water sprinklers. They can have the hovercraft during the game. <laughs> like seriously, can't it be heaps better if they put the hovercraft to full forward? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't entirely know what else they can do but yeah it's owned and yeah clubs will make more money off it the AFL make more money off it they'll get to make money off everybody else who's playing there like Victory and the Renegades and whoever else Rugby but it'll still be Etihad Stadium like they'll still have people um... yeah it'll still be Etihad Stadium so it won't be totally controlled by the AFL, will it? Well, that's because the Etihad Stadium name, the deal, is still there for a couple more years. After that, anyone, the, the AFL can choose who they sell. Well, that's to. just the naming rights. Etihad don't control what goes on at the ground. Yeah. It's just the know? naming rights. It, because that's how this works. They're an airline. They don't run a stadium. It's, yeah, it's but if, Etihad, you, if, Etihad. if you forked out big money to sponsor a stadium, you might have a clause in your contract that states you can make decisions that, um, that happen inside the... The stadium. No. I've got to think Eddie Howe. Uh, the, only, the only thing I care about is if I can just bring an esky full of piss into the stadium. You can't. No. Why not? Uh, the yeah. AFL own the stadium now. They want you to buy their piss. And they make a killing of selling mid-strength for like $9.90 yeah, that's the other thing at they'll the make bar. So that's they're disgusting. not going to let you BYO. Well, then they can get stuffed. So just nothing's bring a, changed then. Just bring in a flask. But no, nothing will really change from a fan point of view going inside a stadium. They might change some of the reserve seating stuff. Like, this is what I mean by stadium deals as well. Like, next year the clubs might be able to make reserve seating sort of preferences for their certain games. Like, so that people can sit on level one, they might get more members in there. You know what I mean? There could be less medallion club, I would assume. I don't think they will. The medallion clubs are... They make a lot of money off that. How about they just get rid of that thing? Seriously. Well, because they pay like 300 and something dollars a month per seat. Like, that's a lot of money they just disregard. They're like 10 grand a year or something. Yeah, but they don't, if they own the stadium now, then they don't really need it, do they? Because they're going to make shitloads more but money. Why, why would they give up that revenue stream? Yeah, exactly. Like Because I want a better seat. And you want to take your piss <laughs> into the ground. I Welcome do. to the real world, though, Dan. The real world is shit. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why you're buggering off to Canada. 
if I could fucking move to Mars, I would. Like the the world is just getting weirder and weirder to, to me. And, and this is the saddest thing. I am getting weirder along with it. Like the other day, like this must have been Thursday or something. I was walking my dog around my neighbourhood, and I saw this this lady. She must be a neighbour. Something lives nearby. She was walking her baby, not in a pram. <laughs> but on a lead with a fucking collar and a lead. She was walking her two-year-old toddler or something. And I, I say I am getting weirder because you know what the first thought that came to my head was when I saw that? What? Gee, I wonder if that's a shock collar. <laughs> Did you get a photo? Sadly not. I think I think taking photos of bait, uh, like toddlers gets you put on a list somewhere. <laughs> Man with no name does it all the time. Putting a shock collar on a kid. Let's move on. And one other thing that's worth noting is, look, Teach hasn't been on in a while, so he hasn't given grades since the bye week. So we have eight sets of grades, Teach, to give. Come on, Teach. And we, we know everyone looks forward to this, especially in West Horsham. And speaking of West Horsham, we'll begin with the Crows. The Crows. The crows, I will give six. What? <laughs> letters. Fucking letter grade. Letters like A, B, C, D, E, F. Teach is finding new ways to make this baffling. <laughs> yeah, he should fucking get a job for the Hawthorne coaching staff. The world is getting weird, eh, Penal? Teach is giving out sixes. I'll give him a D then. A D out of ten. A D. Yes. The crows get a D. Not the only thing getting a D tonight from Teach, hey, hey, hey. All right, what about Hawthorne? Hawthorne C. Hawthorne had a better year than the Crows, okay. North? D. D, a bit like the Crows. West Coast? E. <laughs> no, that, that's fair, that's fair, I agree with that one. We really need to dig up some of the grades he gave early, because surely not everyone got worse than E that missed the eight. <laughs> I don't oh, know. There was no, a year that... where he, where Teach gave first and eighth, like an A or something. It's like three Fremantle and, and Richmond. No, like West, Co- West Coast is fair. They were underwhelming. They got spanked. And were they E underwhelming? Yes. Yeah. But this, yeah. this is this is not meant to include the trade period, right? Just the yeah, season. Pranel's right. Pranel is exactly right. Okay. Teach off his head. Yes. <laughs> Teach <laughs> off his head. GWS. Should there be GIS? Oh. C? Fuck it. One kick from beating the Premier and they get a C. Hard marker, Teach. Hard marker. Yeah, yeah, Teach. Uh, teach, that's, that's, pro- that's probably a bit... Uh, I have bit... orange in there, jumper. He wasn't taking a piss before, he was going to get some piss. I can't question that logic. <laughs> what about the colas? Colas teach. Colas, gotta give him an eye. <laughs> I nearly went all the way. If it so did GWS. I'm Dogs. I plus plus. That's not a real grade, fucking... Did we ever expect them to win? I picked them nope. for the flag, thanks. I picked them no. for the runner-up. No. Yeah, and they don't have orange in their jumpers, so... <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, you get an A. Everybody gets an A for not having orange. And finally, Teach, Geelong. 
Sea for cooked? Yeah, that, that, that's fair enough. No, I can't argue with concerning. that. Yeah. I mean, their trade period would be an F. And I think Teach will agree with me on that. F minus for Hawthorne, though. Oh, we, we get a fucking... You don't even get a grade. We, we get... Our trade period gets an S for stupid. Just... It's beyond the realms of failure. O for orange. And it's... And <laughs> <laughs> like, his... his Histori- historians will write essays. Oh, yeah. Pe- people will get their PhDs based on studying this Hawthorne trade period and how wrong it went. Okay, so we are at the questions. Oh, no, we're not quite at the questions, but we will skip to the questions now. I had one other talking point, but since we're at the questions, I'm going to ask you a question, Penal. Does this trade period from Hawthorne surpass the crazy bossy episode at Brisbane as the worst Easy. of all time? or And... The Fremantle drive-through with the Trent Crowe, Luke Hodge deal. Yep. No, absolutely, it does. We traded Sam Mitchell for pick 88. Nothing in the history of football compares to that. I mean, fucking Donald Trump, when he talks about how how bad the trade deals are that the USA keeps making, those trade deals that cost hundreds of thousands of jobs are still better than the trade deal that Hawthorne made with West Coast. So it is absolutely the worst trade period in history, and thank God I'm not going to bear witness to the fruits of their fucking retarded labour. So the final talking point that I want to mention is, and Morgs is probably the best to deliver this, we mentioned the delisted players before, maybe a few of them could take up Kabaddi. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? I read a description on that. That can't be the real one where you actually have to chant Kabaddi when you run back to show that you're actually breathing out. Like, that's not a real what, thing. What, that's not actually how you play that sport, is it? What the hell is it? I watched this thing for like 10 minutes on Fox Sports where Milne and Campbell Brown and some other Aussie guys were running up and down a miniature court Adam trying Schneider to put was their there foot too. up. Bit of respect. Oh, yeah, Adam Schneider. And they're all trying to put their foot over the line. And these guys are forming semi-circles around them trying to... Block him and shit. I'm thinking, what the hell are they doing? (laughs) Wait, wait, so, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me get this straight. Someone crosses the line and then a whole bunch of people semicircle them and close them in. No wonder they picked Milne. I was going to say, how is Milne not (laughs) (laughs) I do like the pictogram of it on Wikipedia, which looks like a guy fucking another guy in the ass. Do they have a uh, Brownlow medal for Kabaddi, like a a Rapelow medal? Because if so, Milne would be, like, year-on-year winner. What are you supposed to do in this sport? I have no idea how the scoring Campbell Brown works. knocks them out and Milne fucks. <laughs> it's like a tag team combination. And Milne's so used to that. Boove over Dangerwood. <laughs> Fucking Brownie Milne uh, is the new one-two punch combination. So, Morgs, did we not get the Kabaddi audio? Uh, no, I can't do it. But this stupid at the start of the game is a countdown, right? And I go, ten Kabaddi, nine Kabaddi. Eight Kabaddi. And it was one person from each country. And Campbell Brown was number five. And he goes, five Kabaddi! action! And it was fucking ridiculous. And Alan and I rewound it about eight times. You see Campbell Brown go, five Kabaddi! <laughs> it was the highlight of the so- thing. And I even took a video and put it on YouTube of it. And it got banned in India. Because <laughs> 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 it I don't know, it was against trademark or something, copyright laws. 
because actually people care about Kabaddi in India. <laughs> I didn't watch a second of this. I just heard about it. I literally only knew about it because of Bigfooty. But, Morgs, you watched it. What the fuck? What, what was this shit? It's like uh, the hokey pokey with tackling. You put your right foot in. <laughs> you put your left foot in. You pull your left you foot ground. out. You put your left foot in and you rape them all but, about. Like, they, like, there's air raids in it. Or like there's, there's not air raids. There's raids where you get like double points. And what you have to do is try and cross over in and put your foot into their, their area. And if you touch one of them, they're out. So kind of like British Bulldog. But if they tackle you to the ground and pin you and you don't get back over the halfway line, you're out. So it was pretty intense for about four minutes. And then Australia was so fucking bad at it. I was like, we've already literally been all out twice in the space of two minutes. So you have to cross the line. Yeah. Well, and Stephen Mellon has been crossing the line for ages. Yeah. I think that he'd be good at it. But no, as soon as like it came to being tackled by a bunch of men, he was not good. Well, maybe maybe he just misheard uh, Raid as something else. <laughs> he heard Rape and then he just got scared. I don't know. He thought the police were coming again. <laughs> Nothing else on Kabaddi? No, the best part was Campbell Brown going, Fire Kabaddi! At the start. Let's move on to questions. We have one. Are we not going to talk about Lockie Whitfield, the drug pig? Oh. Oh. That's fucking the thing. Yeah, how would we forget about Lockie Whitfield? Because that story that they came up with is totally going to work, that they tried to cover it up. It's, uh, yeah, it's creative. Because but... he, he was trying to get rid of his girlfriend, even though she was in another country at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. Uh, surely at this stage you realise you've sprung and full disclosure must be the only way you get out of it. Yep. Apologise, accept the sanction, and Cronulla style, you'll be back in four weeks. Well, what's this talk I've heard about, like, a possible four-year ban? Well, because since Essendon, the Essendon players committed their things way, way back, but actually in the time frame since that happened, and I read about this because it came up on the Hot Topic board nowadays, you actually get a four-year ban for basically a positive test. Yeah. So it doubled in the last few years, yeah. and which is why Sharapova could have... Uh, she didn't get the four years because her offence had taken place just prior to it being doubled. I'm guessing for the purposes of WADA, like, evading a drug test deliberately counts as failing a drug test, right? They hadn't actually come to test him. He was just hiding out in case they tested him. He's an idiot, and he deserves to get whacked. He's an idiot. Gubby's an idiot. Lambert's an idiot. Like, seriously, if you're going to dodge a drug test, surely you come up with something better than that. It's like Warney saying, oh, me mum gave it to me. And hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. In and she, she has got her ultimate revenge. That- to be fair to Warney, he's just vain enough to have actually taken a weight loss drug. Yeah, fucking over years. Well, yeah, what, what, and what, stupid what, enough to... Yes, just stupid wouldn't, enough. Nah, what did Dane Swan do to avoid getting tested positive? Oh, he, he he just tweet them to say, to tell them how he, smart he was, that he dodged them. As soon as they'd leave, then he'd spark up the pot. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd go, well, they won't be back for a few yeah. days. Let's get on it. No, sh- surely, like, his drug habit would be part of the reason why his relationship broke down, right? So it's like, he's putting the cart before the horse. But, no, he's going to face a long ban, and, well... Good, GWS good, will good say, riddance. you retards. Yeah, you idiot. Fair income. You've cost your team big. Yeah, that's good riddance because anything we can get to, like, kind of bring the competition back towards a level playing field. I hope 10 more GWS players get rubbed out. Even if you get done for cocaine, it's like, fuck all. Yeah, I mean, look at Libba. (laughs) But apparently he thought that what he'd taken was like what the 
Collingwood players got with the clenbuterol. Like, how would you know that? How the fuck would you know that there's clenbuterol in your Coke? I'm calling bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on it being just Coke. No. You, all you'd get is a strike for that. Fucking, that's yeah, nothing. Yeah, I mean, look at the guy. He's a fucking stick. I mean, he's... he's... Fucking, he's skinnier than Brad Hill, which is saying something. I think yeah, he if... sleeps with the lights off, though. But not at his own house. <laughs> at Lambert's, he didn't need a light, night light. Of course he was probably taking something dodgy. Just Occam's razor. Simplest explanation is usually the best. Well, if there's nothing else on that, the only question came from Kaferi. Wants to know, is Puggers melt over the grand final longest ever melt on the Bay Big Footy in terms of duration? If not, who holds the melt record? Uh, I've got a good answer to this one. You do. Over your melt, over us calling out your mashing, you masheroonie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just go back to an old Bay favourite. He was a member for three or four years, and I don't think Teffy ever was not melting during his time here. He's probably been melting in prison for three years that he can't post on the Hot Topic board, but I hear he will be out soon, so vale all of us. What what, what have you heard Um, regarding that? A couple of hints from the the North board, I think. Well, I can't remember where I heard it. Might have even heard it at PunjiCon. I'll be the first to ask him how the prison sex was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that smiling Buddha guy and him versus anyone who has a hint that's actually correct. Does anyone think Plugger has had the biggest, longest melt? Well, it's not only the longest, but it's the weirdest because he's a neutral watching this fucking grand final and he's complaining about the umpires. Oh, no. He has seen something. He's never neutral when it comes to the umpires. Yeah, well, that's the thing. The, the funniest thing is when Pugger feels vindicated. There's nothing better than someone a little bit cuckoo with a crazy idea and they see something that actually they feel proves them correct. Oh, yes. We've, because we've seen, because we've, then, they, then, they turn the, then they turn the tarred thing up to 11. Well, we've seen and, this from HodgePodge now as well. Every fucking day HodgePodge turns the tarred up to 11. Is just You've got no reason to. Yeah, since you mentioned HodgePodge and you, we've mentioned Plugger and we've answered the question, I think it's time to go to This Week on the Bay and... i just like, before we do that, I'd like to answer the other question and give a shout-out to Blood Brett. That's it. Yeah. I, I'll also give a shout-out shout to uh, my Sydney-supporting Brosif in Blood Brett. Thank you for Tom Mitchell, but it can't fill the uh, Mitchell-sized hole in my heart. <laughs> also, probably dishonourable mention, because Wigo did have that, like, eight-month melt from last year on to, until basically Hawthorne's season was over, so it's probably more than a year. Flog of the month time. Pretty competitive month, and that's even when you take out the fucking idiots with the Queen and Brett Lee pictures, <laughs> the terror squad. <laughs> Oh, the, yeah, any retard that had the burger in their avatar can have my nomination. You can all be blanket for the week. Yeah, hey, the, the Brett Lee Nine. Every member least, of the Brett Lee Nine deserves a nomination. My burger makes sense because it's Ryan Burkerton. Get it? My, and my burger makes sense because it's shielding my identity. I would like to challenge my position in the Brett Lee Nine. I posted one picture and it was relevant because it had leopard in it. My thread was about leopard and it was a Brett Lee picture with leopard in it. No, you're in the Terror Squad now, Morgs. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna... in the Terror Squad. <laughs> the Burke is nominate... favorite... I've got to nominate Leap Valley. Yes, that's where I was going despite all that. I think Hodgepodge. Ugh. Plugger melts about umpires, but at least he mixes it up with random videos and stories and all that. But Lethality's just... He's reaching weirdness. There's an entertaining 
ha ha plugger thing going on. Just because it's funny doesn't mean he hasn't melted down a storm. Like he. Oh, he has melted. It's funny, but lethality's melting, but it's not even funny. No, that's just boring, and he's AFLX needs to pop. Yeah, and you know, if I wasn't so intent on us giving Divi Blues attention whore of the year, so that we could absolutely remove him from the bay, I'd be all for giving it to plugger, like Smeghead said, because yeah, the whole year of oh the game shit, well then fuck off and go sit on your therapist's couch and tell her about it. I have a two-part nomination for flog of the off-season or whatever. Mom. First part is after food, because you fat cunt, every time I see one of your posts, I want to throw up. So, stop posting. Thank you. Second part, all of the Christy haters in the Survivor thread on the media and entertainment board. Hands up. Get, get a fucking fist up your ass. Thank you. No, that's not fair. The fact that she was stuck, she was the last one that you could possibly uh, out of those two. Oh, my God. Wrong. Teach is gone, by the way. You know what? I also want to nominate Teach. Yeah, yeah he fuck his, it off. It's gone. His, no, his top 50 is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's full of randomness. That's to begin with. There's no St. Kilda players, so Teach, fuck Possibly off. the worst thread to never end up in the Divi van. <laughs> Literal garbage. James Aish made the top 20. Hey. Top 20 players in Collingwood. <laughs> We've got Chris Main. Actually, now that you mention it, how about James Aish in the umbrella, umbrella gate? Oh, that was unfair. She was undercover already and he had the umbrella. It didn't umbrella look like it, though. She said she was already undercover. That's why it was over him. Liar just... of the year. Oh, they're both in there. I'm going into teacher's thread now. Adam Trelaw below James H. <laughs> Seriously. Like, the crunk can't get to 50 people, yet he had a tie for 17. I haven't checked in on that thread in a while. I need to have a look at this. Uh, and he counted up. He counted up. That's the most offensive part. What? Yeah, what kind of countdown threads is a count up? He had two people on 17, and they're Caleb Daniel and Josh Gibson. Why would I even care who's number 50 if I already know who number one is? Will Langford is 19. No! 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 You've got two people at 17, you can't have an 18. (laughs) The next has to be 19. Teacher's countdown is final. It should not be questioned. Scott Thompson ahead of Tex Walker. Mitch Honeychurch is in it. I don't think, think he played that many games this year. As tempting as it would be to give it to Teach on the back of that horrendous threat, I still don't think we can ignore Hodgepodge. He deserves it so much more. That's fair enough. I'm for it, but after food, still a cunt. Mitch Honeychurch played two games this year. <laughs> One of them was against Geelong, so he might have seen it. But he, <laughs> in that game, he had, 11, he had eight kicks and eight handballs, and somehow made teachers fucking I reckon if the boys put together his top 50, he'd do a better job. And I issue the challenge to you, tire boys. Make a better top 50 than teach. And for fuck's sake, count downwards. <laughs> no, no, no. no don't, 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 don't give him too much help. Let's see if he can get there on his own. No tips. <laughs> yes. It wouldn't fall as flat as this. I'll give you the hot tips. Imagine if he, he uploads all the pictures to go with his top 50 and they're all pixelated who away pics. <laughs> and it'd still be better than teachers. You know that, that word is pronounced Huawei? 
I'm a straight shooter. I pronounce words the way I uh, read them on the paper, Cash. like an herb. <laughs> no, it's pronounced Huawei, like Kaiser said it. <laughs> no wonder they can't get their pixels right. They can't even pronounce it right. <laughs> oh, this is a Huawei. It sounds like they're saying railway, but it. <laughs> Maybe that's what that's what they were trying to say. Well, then they should get one for Teach because he loves the train. Railway. Thread of the month, there's a few. What do we want to go with? Oh, actually, we're at Flog of the Month, and we kind of skipped over something, Dan. Did we? Oh, I've forgotten. What, what well, we gonna... Now that I've remembered Thread of the Month, I think Mofra deserves a mention, because we usually don't give him Thread of the Month, because we're like, oh, we'll give it to him next time. We always forget. But I think this is the best bottom 50 he's done so far. The melts are delicious, and... Oh, you know, Frankston Rover. Hang Frankston on. Rover, back-to-back Frankston, melts. He needs a bit um, of a mention in the Flog of the Month. Like, Mofra deserves just kudos for discovering that Brisbane have an award for the most professional player. Like, that's some serious research and commitment to the cause to come up with that, because most people don't know anything about Brisbane, let alone that. That's finding a picture of Ryan Lester was fair, is it? (laughs) (laughs) That deserves a mention. Um, Pork's thread deserves a mention, and I will mention one that happened a couple of days after the Flogcast, and this is where I'm going, Dan, and Chiround. I'm going to give a reach around here. Morgz's live coverage oh, yeah, 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 with Alex going. the Solo's starting goal kicker trophy. Morgan, <laughs> I'm, I'm calling you out for the whole for Solo you... trophy, I got kicked out stuff. I don't think that happened. Are let's, you let's calling be... her liar? I am. I... Does she belong in Liar of the Year? I, can... I think so. I can absolutely guarantee you right now how? I had that trophy in my hands, and I was approached by security, had it taken off me, and was escorted from the room. They wouldn't escort you from the room just because you had... It's not like you were t- running well, off Alex of it or stealing it. He loves himself. He would have loved his trophy. I had it under my jacket. I wasn't holding it out in public. Like, I'd hit... Well, regardless of the truth of the story or not, you were supposed to go up to Scott Pendlebury and call him a cunt. Mm, I do, <laughs> do believe so. that that was part of it, yeah. Yeah, and I was unable to do so after him winning the Coleman. He had disappeared, and I, along with he won the what the people are uh, the Copeland, along with the people I was with, scouted the room everywhere for him. I managed to find a lot of players and a trophy. I found Mo Hope. I found Ryan Pendlebury. But I didn't find well, Scott. Ryan would have been a decent substitute. You could have said your brother's not accountable. It's, cunt. it's still, it's still a Pendlebury. Yeah. You, you said I, go up to Pendlebury and call. I think most most, pe- most people would have counted that. I have a video with Ryan Pendlebury where I tried to take a photo, and I actually mm. accidentally took a video. I think that might explain how drunk I was at the time. <laughs> it was just a video. I'm surprised you couldn't find Pendlebury. Wasn't he just wandering around loose? No, I, he must have. I don't know, somehow managed to find a way to and hide from me. So he was under a hard tag. Yeah. Well, Morgz was trying to apply a hard tag and he went missing. But then again, I thought he met, went missing for a lot of the year and still managed to win the fucking medal. <laughs> what a joke that was. Oh, I think he deserved it. Trelaw was wobbed. Trelaw was wobbed. Now, Pendlebury racked up a lot of disposals, you know, made the All-Australian squad. Squad. Yeah, squad. Well, he usually gets a spot in the team. For some reason this year, they just, they were a bit mean. They judged him pretty harshly. I'm surprised we didn't trade him out, considering he won our best and fairer. (laughs) Uh, I could have traded him for pick 88. I don't know why he didn't do that. That's that's the fucking new strategy, according to HodgePodge. That's how you rebuild, by trading out your superstar veterans for pick 88. 
Yeah, like not even not even Bosk's going by that. He's he's doing the quiet melt. He's hoping it doesn't play out, but even he, you can tell he's just. Yeah, we just fucking um, all. Everyone is just crossing their fingers and hoping we actually somehow win the flag next year, so that we actually only lose sixty percent of the points value on the St Kilda trade instead of like three hundred percent, which we would. If, I'm pretty sure if we finish ninth and end up giving basically pick 10 to back to them, we lose like 300% worth of points. Whereas if we win the flag, it's only like 60. So, fucking hallelujah. Hope Jager was worth it. It's okay, because by then you'll only be following like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders or something. Oh, I, the Rough Riders, I, Rough Riders, I love ice hockey. I'm, I'm going to get right into that. You'd have to be a rough rider, surely. You can ha- you can hang out with Amstaff then. You, you and Amstaff can chat to on, each other. And Hodgepodge, he likes. Oh no, oh, that'll be a great club to be. You, Hodgepodge, and Amstaff in the ice. Oh bridge. fucking hell! Before too long, I'm going to end up starting to spam Brett Lee pictures everywhere. Oh come on, join us! Um, join us in the Brett Lee Nine. I've already got the Burker avatar. I mean, I'm too oh, far gone. You can I've, let Bradley I've, get a 10 um, for penis. I've, I've got the Burka. I'm becoming an ice hockey big fan, and yeah, I, I guess it's. So, are you going to follow done. the Canucks penal? Is that the local team from oh, Vancouver? Vancouver? Yeah. 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 Uh, most likely, yeah. How, how, are they any good? Uh, they're fourth in the Pacific Division, and they lost today to the Capitals. Fourth in the division is like second last, isn't it? Um, table. I'm pretty sure it's second I'm last. I'm pretty sure I couldn't give a shit about ice hockey. <laughs> no, nah, there's, there's seven I, teams I, in the division, I, I, so you're but you're in front of the Kings, the Ducks, and the Coyotes. Ah, oh, so they're mid-table, just like Hawthorne will hopefully be for the next couple of years instead of bottoming all the way out, which I fear is going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I haven't followed the uh, the NHL too much. I've mostly been paying attention to the to the international teams. I started watching the the Winter Olympics a couple of years ago, and I went to a game a couple of years ago. Canada versus USA it was fantastic. So big fan of the ice hockey. So where'd we land on thread of the month? Mofra, Morgs, Porks, what else? Uh... I, I, I did enjoy that everyone joined in and enjoyed the night along with me, but I don't think that that deserves. Of the month. I'm going to give it to Mothra. That gets my vote. The uh, banner thread was pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to vote Mothra. Was, was there a good uh, Hawthorne troll thread, or was that mostly contained just in the shit fight thread? There were about six good Hawthorne troll threads. You started one. Mothra had also the Hawthorne thread, like pick 88 or whatever. Pick 88 through the years, yep. Yeah, was... Can we just give it to Mothra on yeah, the Yeah, just give it to Mothra as a like, collective thing. Let's go to... Well, looking forward, there's only really one thing to look for. Well, not so much if you're penal, but um, <laughs> well, the, the rest of us can look forward to the draft. No, there's season two of Australian Survivor. <laughs> and you've still got Millennials versus Gen X. I, I'll, I hope David wins. He'd be the best winner since Christy. <laughs> At least he found an idol. That bitch didn't even fucking find her bag. Oh I'm not. I'm not coming on next time. Inflated <laughs> with this fucking survivor talk. This is, I would almost rather they talked about the SFA, but don't. 
you know that I, I am the most efficient SFA player there's ever been. I kick two goals and have two possessions. You didn't like, do I, anything. I'm, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the Rioli. I am the Rioli of SFA. Uh, I should just ban every member of the Brett Lee 9 then Morgs would have scored in the SFA. Oh, no, nah, don't do that because I got in trouble when I got a day off. I wasn't allowed to play. <laughs> When I got a day off, I couldn't play fake football. <laughs> no, anything about the draft to look forward to. Obviously, Penal at pick 88, maybe you'll be able to draft the next <laughs> Sam Menegola. Then you'll just I... trade him away. <laughs> I will say, I feel sorry if you're like a Victorian and you have to go interstate because a shitload of clubs have interstate picks and they're like top 10 and all that. The Gold Coast Suns have four in the top 10. So get ready in two years, everyone. Yeah, they're just going to request a trade in two years and then Tony Cockbrain is going to be... <laughs> tiny, tiny Cockbrain, sorry. Let's get it right. Uh, is going to demand 17 first-rounders for them as well. And then all your shitty clubs are going to fold like a deck of cards like we did and cough up. Tony Cockbrain's the new Dodoro. <laughs> this didn't get mentioned earlier. The weirdest thing about this trade period is that Essendon actually came out of it looking like a reasonable club that deals in good faith and negotiates fairly. What the, what's up with that? Well, that's because they actually got a draft pick for Hibbert, which they didn't deserve. He should have really just walked. Yeah, they got something better than 88. Freeman <laughs> got something better for Chris Mayne. Did Freo get compo for Mayne? They did. They yeah. got like a second round pick. Oh, wow. they, got they, got pick they got pick 23, which they traded to us for Brad Hill, oh, which we then traded along with 17 other picks to St Kilda <laughs> for pick 10. Now that you mention it, the pick we got for Vickery, I'm pretty sure the compo pick was 24, which we traded for Josh Caddy. Ty Vickery for Josh Caddy. Thank you. It's like everyone won except Hawthorne. And Geelong. And, Geelong. <laughs> and Carlton. And, and Adelaide. Actually, now that we're talking about trades and everything like this, one thing that did catch the eye is, did anyone notice, Brisbane got a priority pick, which you all know, because they're a pathetic club. Did anyone notice it actually traded that? It was part no. Of the, was it part of the Hanley deal or part of the GWS deal? It went to Sydney. That's where it went to. Yeah, so if you get a priority pick, should you be allowed to trade it? No, you should, no. You should, have, to, you should have to draft a kid. I mean, that's the point of getting a priority pick so that you can draft a kid not... who wants to be there instead of trade for the next Alan Christensen? No, yeah. this is not fucking Robin Hood take from the rich and give to the poor. But if you're taken from the AFL, you should have to spend it wisely. Mm. Yeah. Well, it sent out their priority pick, and in, like, picks 2, 19, 31, 51, 60, but they got free 16... 22, and Port's next year first rounder. Brisbane made a whole lot of trading of draft picks. I don't know whether they came out in front or not, but they went down from 2 to 3, which was strange. I think GWS actually paid them overs so that GWS would not have to match some sort of academy bid or some something uh, like that. It's something to do with academy. Because they got picked 3 for McCarthy. GWS on paper paid overs but it works out in GWS's favours because Academy and GWS can pay overs because that's why you trade with GWS and not the Suns penal yeah and that's why you give up pick 19 for Jonathan O'Rourke who who is probably the 42nd worst player in the AFL right now and anyone who's melting over that inclusion needs a fucking bullet is someone actually melting over that one though I assume Frankson Rover is no he's still melting over Boyd Mr. September. I, Should I have gotten Jack Steele penal. Look, Jager's going to be a gun. I love Jager. I love Jager, but we paid too much for him, and we shouldn't have traded out Sam Mitchell. So. It never sounded more bogan. Or oh, love Jager. It sounded like Teach. I oh, love penal. 
I love Gary Yablin if anyone says any bad things. You should make one of those videos. I love Sam Mitchell. Um, I'm pretty sure you've got enough content out of me tonight to splice one of those together. Anything out of the draft? Uh, I can't wait to have another day pass. Uh... Another day cost and another brown. Happy days. It's going to be a pretty interesting draft, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I actually like the bidding system. I don't necessarily agree with the academies, but I like the carnage that the bidding system sort of brings about. Well, it's fairer than the old system, which yeah. was like Heaney for pick 19. You should get a greater discount for Father Sons, and Academy picks should cost you a bit more than that and all that shit, but I do like the idea that yeah, it's a bit fairer in that way. Like, teams don't match. Like, North drafted that guy out of Brisbane's Academy in the second round last year, and the Bryans didn't match it. Yeah. Richmond, like, bidded on literally every father-son last year. We did it on like three in a row before we took Rioli. That was great. It, it makes the draft a little bit more interesting. But is there anything else we want to mention? Like anyone who might get a new home? Uh, like in the preseason? Or... Oh, like the list of oh, EFA? Yeah, I think Xavier Richards will get a new home. Barlow will get a new home. Andreas Everett would be worth picking up. Yeah. Who takes Minson? Um, no one. The KKK. Tested <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think we, I think we might because we delisted. I was about to say Hawthorne might. We delisted Fitzpatrick and Segler's out for most of the year, if not the whole year. So maybe West know. Coast. He'd fit in with the family club mentality. I'm not sure what the family club even stands for anymore after they traded out its heart and soul. So what the hell? Let's just bring in. Will, a.k.a. literally Hitler, Minson, because we've already destroyed our reputation. It couldn't get any worse. It'll be interesting to see how it goes, just because of the way the draft's kind of skewed, with the Suns having all those picks again. You know, everybody's going to be so glad that a player slipped to them, couldn't believe he was still available. Hawthorne's going to go, can't believe he was still here at pick 88. You know, <laughs> next this guy's going to be the next... We, we'll, we're going to, uh, we're going to, like... Father son upgrade. Uh, sorry, father son uh, Benjamin, and go into deficit next year, which is what we have to do. And then we're gonna like upgrade three rookies or something because I mean, what the hell do you want to do with those picks? Yeah, but you know what, Penal? You're gonna have to go into deficit, but you've got no. Picks. Yeah, that's... you've got no picks next year to go into deficit. In, no, we've, so you're gonna we've, to... we've got gonna... we've got GWS as second rounder, which is pick thirty six or something. So pick thirty six will become. Our first pick next year will be 60 or something, so hallelujah. That might not be enough. You might have to trade out someone else for it to get Jarman. Okay, see see ya. I think Cyril will be gone. Cyril to Geelong. Uh, To Motlop. Make it happen. (laughs) Hawthorne get Motlop and Geelong get Rioli, and the world just goes bizarre. Are there any injury-prone players that are coming out of contract this year? Sam Reid. Sam Reed. Oh. Let's trade Hodge, Rioli, and Shields for Sam Reed. How bad a Hawthorne that no one at their club is out of bounds? Whereas, like, at least Brisbane had untouchables. Like, no, we won't trade this person. They are untouchable. Hawthorne is just like, oh, we'll trade you fucking anyone. Wait, 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 Oh, so Brisbane didn't have an untouchable this year because, yeah, that, they traded Hanley out and they wanted to get rid of Rockliffe. Hawthorne, they handled this trade period deplorably because they were like, hey, who wants Luke Bruce? Who wants Will Langford? 
Uh, so in the in the first case, Luke Bruce didn't want to go, but in the second case, no one wanted yeah, Will like Langford. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, no. Luke Bruce didn't want to go. Lewis didn't want to go initially. Most of the players didn't want to go. Caddy didn't want to go initially. White, All you got to do White is put Cross their name up. Arthur offered up. Mm. No, no, no one wants to, it's just, it's just a mess. You put Popolo's name we've... up and he didn't want to go and he still stayed though. That's the thing, some guys are just happy to stay. You you must have pushed Lewis even harder than Poo Poo. Uh, I, I always got to push my Poo Poo's pretty hard, but, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jordan Lewis must have felt it. And you guys, well, you, then you shat all over Lewis. Well, we still have Will Langford on our list, which I think is a fail. Because any trade should have involved him. Couldn't we have traded... Like, surely he's worth pick 88. Some, someone would cough that up, right? Not the contract, though. Crickets. It's yeah. all about the money. You guys got stingy. Because you had to pay so much for Tyrone. Because because we might have matched it and kept him. Fucking Tyrone. I'd rather play Dickory, fucking... Dickory yeah, I'd rather play fucking Schoenmakers at full forward. Rather have Chris Mayne. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least he tries. At least he tackles. Defensive efforts. Hey, hey, Vickery's never, Vickery's never laid a tackle or made a defensive effort in Bullshit. his life. He laid, a ma- <laughs> he laid an impressive defensive effort on Dean Cox once. <laughs> <laughs> Took him right out of the game. Penal needs a hug. I do. But, I mean, since this Sam Mitchell trade went through, I've, I just haven't been the same. Even my dog doesn't like me anymore because I'm so miserable. And, and my dog just senses that. And Maybe he just... just stopped kicking it. You're right. I, no, I do not engage in violence against animals. My dog is my baby, and I would never, never kick him because I'm not but named Will Minson. But you will leave him. Or, or Hamish McLaughlin, apparently. But you're going to oh, leave your dog and go to Canada. He's coming with me. What, like Johnny Depp Do- style? The dog's going <laughs> to freeze to death. It's fucking... Look, the winter that Perth has just had, it, it'll be fucking warmer over there. Like, I, I, I have suffered through six months of the most miserable weather... And oh, now I'm about to have a 45-degree summer. Does it, like, does it even get cold in Perth? The whole month of July and the whole month of August, it literally did not get over 14 degrees. That's oh, not cold. God, 14 degrees. That's not, that's not cold. That's, that's not cold at all. Came out, the sun came hey. out today for three hours, and now it's back down to being fucking five. It's, it's November and it fucking rains. You can get sunburnt in 14-degree heat. There, <laughs> Look, I I, I was travelling around the, the and as I as I mentioned to fucking the Welch of cunt NL when he didn't come out and say hi to me. The nicest weather I have ever experienced was ten degrees, eight to ten degrees in the Arctic Circle when it's sunny and like ten degrees. And it's just the most beautiful weather. You and can't that's, call that's... him a welcher just because you didn't see the real northern lights. <laughs> yes, you can. And that's what you have year-round in BC. BC! Oh, you're so down with it now. Anyway, I think we'll wrap. So this was the vlogcast for the Trade Free Agency period. Starburns joined by Dan. Yeah, see you later. Ta-ta. Cookie. See ya. Morgs. Christy's a fucking donkey. And Penal. Christy is the goat, and fucking Hawthorne, you disgust me. I am so 
disappointed in you and everything has been ruined. And Survivor can get stuffed. I, I hate everything except Christy. Thanks also to Teach who dropped off early and thanks for listening and we'll see you after the draft.